when you think about your philanthropy, you've done so much. First of all, you contributed so much through your business, right? On, on its own. That is an achievement and has added so much value to so many people's lives. But then on top of that, you've decided to give some of it away, a lot of it away. Tell me, tell me about when you started thinking about being charitable in addition to everything else you've done. When I was poor, when I was running Handy Dan, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the story of what sparked the entire interest for me, really sparked it. Remember, up until that time, I was working 60, 70 hours a week. This is, it was real hard work. I was paid a lot of money as CEO of a company, uh, but I had a, you know, I had a divorce and a paying an ex-wife and I had two kids going to college. So there wasn't much left and I didn't have much to give to charity. But one day something happened in my life and, it, and it's almost as though God makes things happen to you that change your whole attitude. I had a young man at work for me, he was a district manager. He came into my office and he had tears in his eyes. He sat down and he said, I want to say goodbye to you. And I said, oh my God, why, why are you leaving? I mean, I thought he's quitting. I said, why are you leaving? And he said, no, I'm not leaving. He started crying. He told me I had a problem. I went to a doctor and they did tests and he told me to put my airfares in order because I'm dying in about a month or two months or three months, whatever it was. And, you know, I started crying with him. He said he had a wife, he had two kids, and all of a sudden, a young guy, and his life was over. And I remembered a an affair that I went to, a charitable affair, uh, and it was they were honoring City of Hope in California. And the president of the City of Hope was talking about cures that they had for, for cancer patients and mostly younger people, but it was also older people. And he said to us, if you have a problem, you want to call the City of Hope uh, and maybe we can help you out. So I actually picked up a phone, I found the number, called the president of the City of Hope. And I said, I have a young man. I explained the whole situation. He says, send him over and we'll, we'll look. We don't know if we can help him. We really don't know. He went there and they were so nice to him. They, they didn't treat him like a patient. They treated him like a human being. They sat with him. They taught him. They did all the tests. Then he asked him to come back with his parents and with his wife. And they sat with the family and explained that he had a terminal illness, but that he had a clinical trial and that he was proper, he was could, he could be uh, taken into that clinical trial. The end of the story is that they saved his life. And here's somebody who was gonna die in a very short period of time and his life was saved. Well, you know, when he came back, his mother and his father came to my office and thanked me with tears in their eyes. And I, at that moment, I knew I didn't do it, but I helped save his life. And the impact on me was an impact that would last the rest of my life. That doing things for people outside of trying to make the money 
to pay for your own things and pay for all the toys that you have, want to have, et cetera, et cetera. And I got involved with the City of Hope. And in fact, so involved that I went on a board. And But I'm the only one on a board that had no money. I mean, I would give them $1,000 a year, and that was like a big deal for me. But I was on that board for 35 years. And we started raising money for the City of Hope in our industry. And we raised hundreds of millions of dollars.